That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tired. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Attack of the Killer Objects! Hi, and welcome to yet another episode of Attack of the Killer Objects. I'm your host, Anastasia, and my guest with me today is... Billy of the Nothing to Fear podcast. Welcome, Billy. Hello. It's really excellent to be here and to talk about probably the strangest movie I've seen in my entire life. Nowhere to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've probably seen weirder ones, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do write and talk about horror movies for a living, so that's fair. Mm. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, so speaking of, the titular weird movie that we're talking about today, everyone, is Ferrat Vampire from 1982. It is a Czechoslovakian vampire car movie, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds... Yep. That shit insane. Mm-hmm. But it's a little more boring than the title would suggest. Um, it's you really weird. think there's going to be... Is it okay to jump in or should I... Should I wait totally, wait ju- totally jump in because I know I will. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say it's like... Yeah, it makes you think that there's going to be a lot of like the Lost Boys-esque or Interview with a Vampire, but somehow with the car. And this one is really just like, you know, the fall of the Soviet Union and people being scared of that. It's very strange. It's a very strange film. and yes and we'll get into all the specifics of it but it's just for a spectacularly weird premise it's so mostly blandly done honestly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i agree yeah like i've never been so disappointed in a movie (laughs) (laughs) i know what you mean like by nature this podcast is absurd every movie i talk about Mm -hmm is an inanimate object coming to life and going on a murder spree. And that's just not exactly what happens here. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Because the car's not sentient, really. No. But it does run on blood. We'll get into it, everyone. (laughs) It's a weird one. It's Listeners, it's a weird one. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's just dive on in. Let me get to my notes. So Sounds good. The title car appears in a very 80s way. Black background, glowing red title card. It's exactly the kind of title card that Stranger Things like pays homage to. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's like a very low camera angle and like doom inducing music that introduces the prototype Skoda Supersport, which in this film is referred to as the Ferrat. And it's the titular car that runs on blood drawn from the foot pedal, which from you the find. Driver. Yeah. yeah, from the driver. And you find that later on, but I'm just <laughs> prepping you. So then we're in an ambulance chase where <laughs> there's a couple of ambulance drivers who are just kind of chatting. And they chase down the vampire after it causes 
an accident with an apple truck. Mm. Were they <laughs> apples or tomatoes? I thought they were tomatoes. I thought they were apples. A bunch of fruit all over the road. Yeah. Yeah, they were red round fruit. It could be either one. I thought they were apples. <laughs> I also love how there's a third person in that whole scene who's just like has no lines like there's the two main characters are talking and then there's just a guy in the back of the ambulance who looks like he's kind of being thrown around anytime they go around a corner or they stop really suddenly he's just like flopping around in the back of the ambulance i thought that was hilarious yeah because typically the emt that rides in the back like the paramedic would be more like used to that ride and Mm. holding on to something you would think but you know, that's 1982, <laughs> 1982, Croatia, uh, not Croatia, Czechoslovakia. My yeah. bad. It's, it's not important. Well, that part's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So the racer of the car um, mm-hmm. is just kind of complaining about foot pain. And then she drives off to her death immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> immediately crashes. Yep. And Maroc follows up on this strange incident. Maroc is the male EMT by the way. And he discovers from the morgue attendant that it looks like someone or something bit Mm -hmm. Louisa's foot clean off. Which, all right. Sure. (laughs) I would have thought there would have just been like a big hole or Mm -hmm. something down there, but nope, foot's clean off. Okay. And there's also like a scene earlier where Mima, the, the lady who's driving the ambulance, checks out the car and she's like, the gas pedal's all rough and spiky it should be smooth what is up with this gas pedal and like we kind of see her getting hypnotized maybe at, at the like the the vampire car is working its magic on her but they're very they're very specific about this like oh the gas pedal's so weird why is it so rough what's going on so i guess that's the mouth of the vampire car yeah i uh, suppose so yes and later on dr kaplan does like muse on this a little more mm-hmm. um right. but but yeah but mima is like mystified not mima yeah yeah mima she is like mystified by this car as soon as she sees it like it's working it's vampire magic on her mm-hmm. <laughs> it's seducing her and there is also a line where marak mentions that she used to race cars mm-hmm. so there is you know a little background it's not like the e the EMT ambulance driver just suddenly decides to become a race car driver, which we will see later on. But anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm jumping ahead a bit. Yeah. So Kaplan tracks down Maroc and explains the vampire car's inner workings by showing clips from what appears to be Nosferatu, which is what (laughs) the Ferrat name comes from. By the way, it's actually a recreation of scenes from Nosferatu starring the director of this movie. Oh, no way. Yes, that's, that's him. Wild. Okay. <laughs> I guess they didn't want to pay for the rights to clips from either version of Nosferatu. I don't know. Sure. So it they just inter- redid it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting choice. So Marak muses, can't the drivers just wear garlic around their neck or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Cap One's like, you're not taking this matter very seriously. And he, like, doesn't take well to it being mocked. No. Yeah, and meanwhile, while all this is going on, as I said earlier, Mima has been offered the vacant, the vacant position of Ferrat race car driver, and she takes it. Mm, yeah. Now, Maroc continues to look into the mysterious vehicle and meets Luisa's identical twin sister, Clara, who blames the head of Ferrat Racing for her sister's death. Mm-hmm. Now, during their investigation, Clara proceeds to seduce Maroc for some reason. 
for literally no reason at all. No it's reason at like, all. We need we need a sex scene in a movie, so here we go. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And they also discover bottles of blood at Luis's apartment. Oh, yeah. They're, like, in her bed or something. It's like, yeah. put that in the fridge. What are you doing? What's going but on? Also, yeah, but also, like, had Luisa become a vampire herself? If so, why did the car still, why was the car still able to suck her dry? Like, what are the rules mm. of vampires here? No rules. There's no, no rules, rules established and none followed. So it's like, yep. who cares? <laughs> yep. Just kind of a throwaway weird scene. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, so Maroc begins to have dreams of the car as, like, a fleshy cyborg car, and he dreams about being chased by cars in general. And we see this peppered throughout the film going forward. Now, after Mima's first race in the in the Ferrat, uh, she's rushed to the hospital for blood loss. Surprise, surprise. Oh, no. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> right? And um, I suppose we should be glad that she's not dead, honestly. But given given how much... Because, actually, that's what, that's what my partner and I were thinking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We were okay. like, well, how much does it get to the gallon? Like how many miles per gallon? <laughs> There's like five liters of blood or something. It's like, yeah. But so. <laughs> like they don't, they don't really mention what it is. Like Kaplan, who's you mentioned earlier, the scientist like tells him about this car that was developed that can run on blood, but it was be like idea for public transportation where it like takes a little bit of blood from everybody. And if one person was driving it, it would, it would take out too much blood. And, and he, it was. It struck out to me very strange that he was like, of course, this would be great for public transport. Who wouldn't want to, like, get on a bus if it cost them a little bit of blood? And I was just like, why is why is everyone so okay with this concept of this car that dr- takes blood? And everyone is just like, this is totally fine. We're all on board. Why don't you get it, Dr. Merrick? Um, and so it's like, yeah, wh- how much, what's the mileage per per human to, you know, for that trip. <laughs> but wouldn't that also be like very prone to spreading bloodborne illnesses? You have to imagine. There's they that didn't think it away. Seems of very unsanitary. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Mm. So this is where the film really starts to get weird and at least become a bit more interesting. It picks up a bit. Because if it wasn't clear from my description thus far, a lot of this film is just people having conversations in boring settings like hospitals, cars, or walking down the street. Yeah. 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 It's just boring settings. Yeah. It's mostly conversation. There's Mm -hmm. not a lot of action in this movie. And you'd really think there'd be some action. It's a movie with a car as the star. <laughs> it's a car vampire. So I think yeah. what, what Fast and Furious needs to do is, for the last movies, have, like, do the car vampire movie right. Like, they've been getting crazy. I think True. car vampire is where it needs to go, you know, going forward in the franchise. Really well, you, do a good job of it. You know what? I honestly think Vin Diesel would even be down for that. Because he's <laughs> he's a big old, like, D&D nerd. Absolutely, yeah. He would love it. Okay. <laughs> you should DM him. Be like, Vin, are you sitting down? Have I got an idea for you? <laughs> Let me pitch this to you, Vin. Yeah. <laughs> we, I call him Vin. It's fine. Yeah, we're on first name terms, yeah, of we're, course. We're <laughs> anyway, sorry to keep derailing uh, this conversation. <laughs> no, derailment is one of the best parts of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> so, the creator of the Ferrat, Madame Ferrat. Madame Ferrat herself. <laughs> has been toying with Maroc this whole time. In fact, everything we've been watching is her movie, essentially. We are watching Ferrat Vampire as it happens. Many of the events are used in promotional material for the upcoming commercial release of the car. Which, That's right. 
Yep. To to Maroc's horror has driven pre-sales through the roof. Yep. Hun- hundreds of people can't wait to feel the thrill of dying in a Ferrat. They love it. They do. Our last scene is Mima taking her shoes off and getting into the Farad vampire to drive mm-hmm. off into the sunset to her death. Presumably Be- her death. We don't yes. even see it. It just ends. Yeah. The end takeaway here essentially being capitalism is evil. Mm-hmm. It struck me as really like being from Czechoslovakia, being in the 80s, like this was a big time, like with the Soviet Union and the Cold War and like, Oh, what's going to happen when capitalism comes here? It's like, look at this car. It's going to take all your blood and and you're going to want to do it. And and aren't we evil? And I was just like, okay, so this is like a commentary on a movie that's dressed up like a horror movie for Halloween, which once that happened, I was like, okay, this is interesting, but it's not scary. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's nothing, and I mean nothing scary about this film. Not one damn thing, yeah. Despite the fact that it is still billed as a horror film everywhere you look for it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which is YouTube, which is just on YouTube. <laughs> um, yes, it's it's a very rare and hard to find film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we had to watch some version that somebody had uploaded under a different title. <laughs> yeah. On YouTube. But that's how I found it. Uh, deep Googling. <laughs> deep Googling. And as, as far as like killer object movies go. Um, yeah, it really just seems like there's there's no information given about how this car works they're just like this car runs on blood any questions no great and they just pretty much and there's that dream sequence where he like opens the hood and it's all got guts and flesh and and stuff inside and i was like oh cool we're gonna get part of the monster stuff now nope nope that's it that's all we see that's it so short (laughs) i would have loved more of the cronenberg car (laughs) yeah right it's very like yeah very cronenberg yeah, that would have been awesome, but that's not what we got. It's not, not at all. Not at all. We got. And then there, wasn't there also like, like Madame Ferrat was doing this thing where anytime they looked at the car, it was like a, a decoy car, a duplicate car, and they have this. They have like the middle part of the movie is just an entire rally race that we seem to watch from start to finish, which is like, I guess pivotal to the plot but it was very hard to pay attention because the subtitles weren't that great and it was in they were speaking czech obviously it was a czechoslovakian movie so i was just like why i really lost the whole middle of the movie with the car race just all yeah that's that's why i just summed it up as she did her (laughs) first race and man she had to be hospitalized yep (laughs) that's all you needed to know (laughs) yeah but then there's that like plot with louisa and clara who are twins but the like more the mortician wasn't really the mortician. He was like pretending. And, uh, you know, the there's a scene later on where Merrick talks to the actual mortician is like, what do you mean? There isn't Louisa wasn't ever in the morgue. And it's like Clara died when she was young or like she like there's this whole twin thing that like I felt was a weird thread that didn't get resolved. I don't know. It's just a weird movie. <laughs> It's so weird. They like very loosely give you some breadcrumbs that it's all a big conspiracy gaslighting Maroc, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not sewn together very well. No, no. (laughs) It's just like random exposition shots of Maroc looking bewildered and like stumbling over his feet. And then like more conversation and shots of cars driving for 90 minutes. And it's just like, okay. Like, (laughs) honestly, I would love for this to be remade and done better there's a story there there's a good story in there but it i don't know maybe this was great in 1982 maybe 
maybe this was groundbreaking in 1982. The director did go on to direct a version of Beauty and the Beast, which is almost horror-esque. And it's actually award-winning and very good. Okay. I recommend you seek that out if you're interested. Okay. I should check it out. Uh, Yeah. Well, we love second chances and other works of artists on yeah that yeah. is that's like his um glory story where he gets he gets his redemption some, arc. Um, yeah. yes his redemption arc there we go right, that's right. a better phrase <laughs> i mean right. i like glory story glory story is good <laughs> yeah it rhymes <laughs> Okay. All right, so, um, like I said, personally, I wanted this to be more campy. I mean, I didn't expect to get Pixar cars as vampires, but um, <laughs> I definitely didn't think it was just going to be siphoned out of a pedal either. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever, we got what we got. So, obviously, like I said earlier to you off before we started recording, <clears throat> guys, only one person dies in this movie for sure. Yep. Um. So... So that's the best kill. Like right away, we have to give it to that. That it's it's the best and worst. It's the only one we can award yeah. it to. Yeah. Yeah. It is both the best and worst kill. We agree on that. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Easy. Uh, game. Yeah. So best character. What do you get? I think for me, the best character is Kaplan, who like I think had like Dr. Merrick, the main the main character. He's kind of a nothing burger. He's really just there to experience what's happening. But Dr. Kaplan, the like scientist who's also maybe a patient at a psych hospital, who's also like this conspiracy theorist. I just, I thought he was very weird and bizarre. And like, he delivers this exposition about the car that's drinking human blood while Dr. Merrick is in the shower and is just like totally like not phased by any of it, like has no sense of personal boundaries. And so I think he was just like, he was just goofy. And whenever he came on the screen, I was like, oh, this guy's here. What's going to happen now? <laughs> okay. My answer is exactly the same, basically. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, because Kaplan is so matter of fact and nonchalant about the whole thing and kind of jovial about the whole matter almost. He, he loves just, it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, we later learned that he's in on the whole conspiracy, but he's still the most interesting character mm-hmm. by far that comes on the screen. For sure, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. So who do you have for worse? Uh, I think, uh, I think you know, the, the mastermind behind it all, Madame Ferret, she's she's this, like, evil, sinister puppet master pulling strings in the in the corner. But, uh, you know, I, I like that she, you know, was a, you know, she, she knew what she wanted. Um, and I guess you have to admire that in an evil person, but it's like, hmm. I don't think you should sell a car that drinks blood and market it to people. I think that's a bad thing to do. So I, I picked her. <laughs> I picked her as well. Um, I feel like it's the easy answer, but like mm. you'd be hard pressed to find someone worse than her. I mean, she's the mastermind of this whole thing. Everyone else that is doing bad things for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's this whole giant gaslighting of Maroc, but you're also selling deadly cars to the public. Mm-hmm. And she created said deadly cars as well. So, she did. yeah. It's a double whammy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your most what the fuck moment? Uh, I think like the easiest one is the the dream sequence with the car being full of guts. But there's the most what the fuck moment was with um when Maroc and Luisa slash Clara are in the in the apartment and they're having their sex scene on the on the bed that's just bottles of blood. And then there's like also 
Luisa's grandmother, who's this like infirm old lady who just is kind of like she opens the door while they're having sex, wheels her wheelchair in, looks down, stays for way too long to like be appropriate to watch your granddaughter or daughter to have sex with someone and then just backs out. And I was just like, what? Grandma, what are you? What's going on? What's up with her? I want to know more about grandma. Okay, first, get out of my head, because that's pretty much (laughs) what I wrote. But I have a couple of extra points to add on to it. Let's do it. Okay, so one, Maroc is supposed to be worried about Mima this whole time. That's right, yeah. And he's low-key in love with her, let's be real. Mm -hmm. So why is he suddenly fucking Louisa Clara? (laughs) What? yeah. And I'm sorry, but Louisa, at this point, we don't know that uh, we don't know that this is Louisa slash Clara. We, mm-hmm. we think that she's supposed to be mourning the death of her sister. Why is she fucking this rando? You know, grief takes a lot and of then, forms. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> grandma thing is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Why is but, she even there? I don't know. It's but it's it's such a trope of having like an old person who's like portrayed as senile be like you know because she calls like we think that it's Louisa the whole time and she calls her Clara and you know Clara Louisa is just like oh that's grandma she she doesn't know what she's saying of course I'm Louisa I'm not Clara and you're like "Mm, okay so you're lying about your identity and grandma's actually correct about it but we're downplaying her because she's an old lady and so I was like maybe that's why she's there but otherwise I don't know (laughs) You know, there's already a movie called Gaslight, but there is literally so much (laughs) gaslighting in this movie. So much. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do you have for funniest moment? My funniest moment was more general. uh, And I think I mentioned it earlier, but just the amount of people that took it for granted that there's a car that ran on blood and everyone who treated um, Dr. Merrick like he was insane for not knowing already. Um, I just thought that was so bizarre and mm-hmm. so funny that anytime he was like a car that runs on blood and they're like, yeah, of course it runs on blood. What's wrong with you? And you're just like, what? that's a normal thing to ask movie. What do you mean? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, I went with a specific quote from Kaplan. Oh, yes. Which is with today's energy crisis, blood is the cheapest fuel I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, what a ridiculous thing to say humans yeah. cheap and disposable <laughs> that's <Right>. capitalism baby <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah what a oh my what god a i'm glad i finally got to talk yeah. about it though after a couple misfires trying to organize this it's it's good to have me like not having ferret vampire taking up brain space anymore i can finally talk about it it's it's such a bizarre film and even the fact that it wasn't as bloody or as like you know there's not a body count which you would think um i think that it's so bizarre that it made me laugh and had a good time watching it so i'm really glad i watched it i'm it's a strange thing i never thought i would know know the existence of but now i do and my life is richer for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can tell people that you watch this bizarre thing and spread the good word of its ridiculousness i will for sure we probably won't be covering this movie on nothing to fear though i have to say (laughs) Probably won't make it onto our our podcast. You know, that's fair. You know, I don't cover a lot of podcasts that other people do, to be. I mean, a lot of movies that other people do, to be fair. Fair. Like, a lot of them are either, yeah. A lot of of them are either really 
obscure like this, or they're really cheaply made and really bad. <laughs> and then, you know, occasionally there's the better known ones with budgets, like Christine, mm-hmm. for example. Of course, or rubber. Did you do there. rubber yet? Rubber is my second most popular episode. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a strange one. We actually did that one for the show as part of a road trip month that we were doing. But uh, yeah, that's a weird one too. Yeah, I love rubber. Uh, I unironically love rubber. It's like <laughs> a Greek. It's 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 done like a Greek um, tragedy. Oh, the audience. I can see that. Yeah, the audience. Yeah, I talk about that in the episode actually. But yeah, the audience is like the chorus. They're like commenting on what's happening in the tragedy. It's 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 very interesting. I love that movie. It's so weird and yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be doing a obscure German one pretty soon called Killer Condom. Oh, I've heard. Yes, you mentioned it on an episode I listened to today. Um, Killer oh, Condom. Nice. Is that uh, yeah. is that exactly what it sounds like? <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. Must be. So I've not seen it yet. I'm talking about it for years, but I'm finally going to, I've seen like part of it, but I'm finally getting around to watching it all the way through. And me and my friend Olivia, um, who has been on the podcast before, is going to be piloting that one with me. Awesome. So look forward to that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I look forward to hearing it. And um, thank you for inviting me on your show to talk about this movie. It was a lot of fun. I don't really know how you wrap up, so it's just fun to be oh. here. Uh, my wrap would be um, go ahead and plug yourself, your your shows, and then uh, we'll just, like, peace out. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, you can listen to Nothing to Fear wherever you get podcasts. We have a new episode out every Monday. Um, we are closing in on 150 episodes since we started the show, which is very exciting and we've done yeah 150 almost 150 movies so there's something for for everyone we we don't traditionally do like a recap of the movie so if you've like seen it it's a little bit easier to kind of get on board with our conversation but we we just kind of review stuff um okay and like i i started the show because i was too afraid to watch horror movies growing up and so when the pandemic locked everything down i was like this is a great time to get over that fear and i might as well do a podcast about it so nothing to fear um you can follow us on instagram at nothing to fear podcast which is how i found this attack of the killer object pod and um you can also follow me at design billy which is my instagram presence and i don't have twitter anymore so all right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I started this podcast, um, I have two podcasts. My other podcast is Horror versus Reality, and it Ooh. is a pod. It is a podcast about films that are based on true crimes. Okay. And then, so I talk about the behind the scenes of the movie and the actors, and I go into fun film details, and I also break down a summary, like I do on this one, and then my college roommate and one of my best friends morgan uh is my co-host and she talks about the crime and what really happened oh neat yeah oh, that sounds really interesting I'll, i should check that out i and so should all of you do. listening yeah please do um but yeah so i've been a horror fan since i was you know like 
in diapers, basically, because my father's a big horror movie nerd. Ah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for me, this has been a lifelong love, and I've been podcasting since podcasts have been around, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I started in college uh, with a really stupid one that you can't find anymore that was really (laughs) tiny. It was five minutes, um, five-minute episodes. It was just me rambling, but that was the only free air that I, you could only upload so many minutes per month for free. Yeah. <laughs> so you really had to mm, condense yeah. it. Yeah. Podcasting was rough in the early days. Um, <laughs> A yeah. Grandkids for sure. Back Plus, in my day. <laughs> oh, well, grand nieces, maybe. I'm, I'm, I am a child free lady for life. <laughs> hey, same here. Same here. <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm happy to give them back. Um, mm-hmm. From my sister when they yeah. see me. <laughs> I, gr- I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, guys. Well, I will be back to do, I think it'll be the condom, the killer condom one. But it might be something else. Something else might get released first. We'll see what happens. But join us in this same feed next All right. time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Attack of the Killer Objects is edited, written, and produced by Anastasia Bird. That would be me. AOTKO theme was created by me as well with free use music and clips from the following films. Killer Sofa, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, and Rubber. The outro music is They Come at Night by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com. Our website is linktree forward slash attack of the killer objects there you can find descriptions of all of our episodes as well as our merch store we have apparel and accessories for all ages check it out and if you enjoyed today's show be sure to leave us a five-star review in the podcast app of your choice until next time